Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Today's episode is produced by StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee, which you can now purchase in K-Cups or, of course, whole bean and ground options as well. I am your host, Rudo3. Joining me, as always, is AJ Hayfley. We are back to talk about, well, the... Not super insane draft lottery, but as so many in the world predicted, there is at least one team from the playing rounds that will not only be part of the top three picks, they will get the first overall pick in the NHL this season. Dope. Dope. You're a fan. You're a fan of uh, the mystery first overall pick winner. Sure. Uh, that means that every single team in the playoff round that loses will have a 12.5% chance to pick first overall of the eight teams. There are some odd specifics with uh, picks that have been traded and things like that that we can dive into in a little bit here. But ultimately, I don't like this, to be honest with you. Okay, Why? State your case. Because they could have waited two months and then done this after the play-in round was over. And we would know who this first overall pick was already. Yep. Nothing would be different. It would be exactly the same. So. That was always the argument, right? Why Why are they rushing this? And it just seems like. Okay, the NHL had 20 minutes in the sun on social media when everybody was like, oh, my God, chaos, madness, the NHL, oh, my gosh. And then everybody sort of just went back to their lives. It it felt like the typical announcement of an announcement type scenario for the NHL where it's like, cool, we had the lottery. Now we do the lottery again. (laughs) And... I mean, look, I guess it's fine. Nothing's really going to change too much. It wasn't the doomsday scenario where all three picks were from playing teams or something like that. But still personally slightly annoyed by the fact that uh, I don't think it was rigged. Let me let me start by that no reason to believe that you're stupid if you do believe that there's a conspiracy here right like you have to work so hard to conjure up a conspiracy for this one i tweeted it as a joke for the record oh well clearly it's rigged for chicago montreal pittsburgh toronto edmonton pick a team pick a team that loses in their play-in round like what somebody it's the only the only teams that would get that pick where people aren't going to freak out and claim conspiracy are like Columbus, yep, or the Islanders, where you're just like, well, this is harmless. <laughs> so I can't twist myself into the kind of mental gymnastics needed in order to conjure up a conspiracy for this one. So. That's fine. Like, well, no, he went to the Jets. That'll help their defense. Right. Like, from that aspect, please don't go to the Jets. Luck of the draw. 
But from the other side of things, it sure is convenient that they set up all of this to have a second lottery and a pick did happen to fall to the play-in teams. Not just any pick, but the first overall pick. So in that regard, it worked out very well for the NHL. (laughs) Sure. I'm... I don't care. Um, at all? Here. Um, I won't say at all. I think that it looked like it was delightful watching Detroit get screwed. Dropped to four, yeah. It was sure. delightful. Like, look, I'm, we, we sat through this twice in Colorado. So yeah. that it happened once for them. Like, I was, I was really not looking forward to them getting a top two pick. It just, ugh, I just didn't want, I didn't want it. Not after what had happened, right? Because it was Detroit. If it was somebody else, I would have felt differently. But because it was Detroit, and then watching watching their radio guy act like it was the indignity of the century was incredible. <laughs> that night on on Twitter, just because it was like, where was where was this the last couple of times? Like you didn't care at all when this exact same thing happened to Colorado not once you did not say anything like I looked you didn't care at all until this happened to the Red Wings and now all of a sudden it was like oh well they were so far in last place we sat through a full 48 point season y'all got put out of your misery you didn't even have to finish your bull all right like you just (laughs) you got to pull up short like don't your lame duck even got lamer. I just don't want to hear it from Detroit. The thing is, is that since they've done this, since they have switched over to these odds with the with the last place team having the 18.5%, it's been four years of this, three of these results have now taken place where the top team dropped all the way to four. The one time it didn't, the top team got first, and that was Buffalo with, with uh, Dolly. With, with Dolly. Yeah. Yep. And- okay. The thing about it is, and this is not meant to be a knock on national media, but more of just a reality. Um, Colorado is not a big market when it comes to the national coverage. Definitely. And they are the team that before this one had missed on the lottery twice. Yeah. When a team from the East Coast misses, when a team with a storied franchise like Detroit misses, all of a sudden there's a lot more outrage about the system being broken. Well, and it's funny because the original six teams had benefited. The Rangers got the second pick uh, last year. Chicago got the third pick. You know, like there, there had been, there had been some. T.Y., sir, there had been some original six love in this format. And now all of a sudden they go all the way down to four. And like mystery team is one. The Kings are two. Ottawa is three. And it was like Ottawa by way of San Jose. And like Ottawa still got screwed because they had two top three picks and ended up with fifth and third. Right. They're they're at three and five. Yeah. Like, if you were to go back and if if that had happened, and this is something that I definitely want to talk about in this show, but three and five, if that had happened to a team, a team had those picks and that had happened in 2017, you're walking out of there with Miro Haskin and Elias Pettersson. Yep. 
feel pretty, pretty good okay. about that today. Pretty okay in, yeah. in hindsight, for but sure. If, this, if that had happened last year, you're walking out with Kirby Dock and Alex Turcott. Still not hating life, but feeling a little bit it's a different level <laughs> than Pedersen and, and Hayskin, yeah, where you're like, sure. well, I'm I'm set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hayskinen and Pedersen, is, you've solved a franchise player at two positions. So <laughs> um, definitely a, a bit of a difference there. And we can certainly get into that a little bit more. One other oddity that I wanted to cover in this first period here real quick. Um, there is, in theory... If the New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup, they could also draft first overall. So, I don't think they can, because I was looking at the conditions on this one, and it's like, Carolina gets the higher of the picks, or the Rangers get the lower of their their picks, something. Because Carolina has Toronto's pick, and then, I don't know. The conditions on it were such that it it would go to... The Hurricanes. The first overall pick would? Yeah. Even if it was Toronto? They can't do do both. Right. I I was going through these conditions. They can't win the cup and get first. Okay. But they could get first if they don't win the cup but make the playoffs? Or I I don't know. I went through through these conditions three days ago. And the... Conditions and I was right, like, okay, super duper convoluted. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, this okay, cool. Because at first I was like, oh, this could happen, and then we went through it, and then it was like, no, no, no. Carolina got Svechnikov already. Okay, <laughs> no, I am not down for him going to Carolina. Well, we can uh, we can talk about which teams we like to see get laugh in period yeah. number I w- two. I would I would before we get out of here. I would like to say I yep. would like to see the odds adjusted here because I think it's silly. I think it's silly that every single team that doesn't make the postseason is involved in this. Yeah, I would agree. This this circus. It should be like the bottom ten teams only. Whatever, right? Every year since they've opened up this format, we've seen one team. Jump way up from the whether, teams jump to the top three. Right. Yeah. Whether it was Dallas one year, it was Dallas one year, and then Philadelphia. Well, Dallas and Philly, Dallas and Philly in the same year had nice yep. little jumps. Yep. Um, and then you had Carolina for Svechnikov. Um, uh, the Rangers jumped up for for Kakao. Yep. The the Devils won first twice when they were in like the fifth or sixth spot each year. Yep. Like, um. I think I think there needs to be a, a limit on how many times you can win the first overall pick in like a three year window, four year window. I've I mean, I've never been a fan of the the lottery in general, which you can read more about when we post our roundtable for the day later tonight. So be sure to check that out when it goes up. Um, either way. Time for our first period break here as it is time to acknowledge Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, our go-to shop for any of our alcohol needs, specifically Breckenridge Brewery. They have two locations, one in Highlands Ranch and one in not Littleton. Littleton is where you can find the Breckenridge Brewery farmhouse. Highlands Ranch and uh, and somewhere that I've I've lost the name of. But either way, be sure to hit up either location 
and you can find over a thousand different varieties of beer as well as any of your needs for pickup or delivery if you live nearby. So Centennial, Islands Ranch and Centennial. I got there eventually. That's where you can find Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You can get all sorts of awesome stuff. Whatever event you're you're having these days, as, as things do start to open up a little bit more, Davidson's has you covered. And be sure to download their app, sign up for their loyalty program as well to get some great deals on your alcohol. All right, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As I just mentioned, first of all, what is the worst team that Laugh from Yair could go to? I know you mentioned Winnipeg. That's entirely for personal reasons. Of course. I don't want to hear the fiance bragging about that. But, I mean, let's be honest. Any team in the Central would feel terrible for the ass. Right. And that's that's what's a little scary because uh, if if Minnesota loses to Vancouver, very possible. That sucks. Chicago um, losing is pretty likely. <laughs> Chicago losing, Winnipeg losing. And then you have the lose-lose, Arizona and Nashville, yeah. where Arizona has that Taylor Hall voodoo going on. So. Arizona's coming to the central. So right. what there's a guarantee that at least right. one central team is going to be in this. So priorities, no central. Yep. If I'm thinking of, if I'm trying to put a, put enough pieces together to say, how could this be good for Colorado? It's Toronto winning it because yeah. that would give them the cost efficient forward that they could justify moving William D Lander for defensive help. And, like, Colorado could put something together not involving Gerard McCarr or Byram. Yeah. You know, you could start with Timmons, talk about EJ, do whatever you have to do, right? Um, and then and then Nylander becomes a very real conversation because they won't need – they would not need Nylander in Toronto after that ELC ends. They could probably hang on to him. They could probably get away with keep him for – keep him with the, through the ELC – through Lafreniere's ELC and just have a, an elite player be on a $900,000 contract. <laughs> but they have the piece with Nylander that they could swap for real defensive upgrades in a hurry. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to connect a lot of dots for Nylander to end up in Colorado there. Yeah. But well, then they'd have to outbid everybody. Right. It would probably have to be like a Timmins. Like they would ask for Gerard and maybe honestly, like a first or something on top of Timmins plus another. Right. Plus yeah. maybe a, maybe a forward prospect, you know, right. I don't know. And then because there are going to be teams that could offer something up, you know, that, that, that would be if, if they didn't want to move Gerard, like if uh, would you do Gerard for Nylander straight up? That'd be pretty tough, man. It'd be temp. I one, it would be really tempting because Nylander's super, super good, and Timmins could be as good as Gerard in the NHL. I don't know that he will be. My but like, I mean, the me, big apprehension there is the deal that Gerard is already on, right? right? The contract that yeah. he signed. He's he's cost. He's a specific cost for the entire decade. Like you're done. Yep. And that's that's where there's a ton of value there. And that's why I say straight up. Because if you were if you were looking at them side by side, Nylander's probably the better player today. I don't think it's even that close, to be honest with you. But because of his age, because of the contract, 
Gerard represents a lot of really interesting value in that conversation where that would be, that would be very interesting. And I think that that's probably where they would have to go to get that done. But beyond that, I'm not sure that there's a, I'm not sure that there's a way to make this about the abs uh, that I can, that I can find. Just keep him out east. Don't... Right. Make it the least painful. Right. <laughs> Mitigate the damage. Because you've already got the Kings at two. Yeah. And yeah. given that the one thing their system was lacking was the high-end center, and they're about to get it in Stutzla. Um, you think, you nope. think they go Stutzla? I, I, field? I would. I would. Okay. I have gotten more and more comfortable passing on Byfield as – as we get further into this process, he's such. He feels like such a fit for the Kings, though. So does Stutzla, but mm, just I guess kind of just depends on what you want. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue that too much. When you're picking it too, you get your pick of the litter. So well, and it's like a franchise caliber center is the yeah, point exactly. between, between Stutzla and uh, and Byfield. They're going to get which guy do they like more? And right now, I think it would be the German kid. All right, glad. Uh, glad. But if we it's Byfield, man, like, is that is that? Oh no! <laughs> right, like, is that any better? Like, are you? Are we sitting out west? Like, oh, I feel better about the Kings' future being capped somewhere because they have Byfield instead. Because if he lives up to all of his potential, he's like an Eric Lindrosian center. Like, <laughs> oh. It, it, if either one of those guys, if they make that, when they make that pick, if either one of those guys lives up to their potential, it is oh shit territory for the rest of the West yep. because of how loaded that system is. Their defense is a little on the iffy side, but yeah, I mean, with they're going to have just can't carry it by himself anymore. Right. And like, Kilclaig hasn't turned into much of anything. Yeah. Um, uh, Tobias Bjornfoot is is like an intriguing prospect, but like not like a top pairing guy that's going to carry them. But their forward depth is going to be so deep that they might they might be able to trade for it. They might be able to pile up enough quality forward assets and say, "Hey, we'll give you guys a second line if you guys give us a top defenseman that we need." Almost the opposite of the Ab situation right yeah. now. Exactly. So, pretty interesting. And, I mean, the good news is, outside of the first overall pick mystery, it's only L.A. at two and Anaheim at six. Four teams in the West in that top eight. And that's, I think that's Drysdale or Sanderson. (laughs) Just, if Drysdale's there, take him because they really need the righty. Um, If he's gone, just take Sanderson. If both guys are gone, chaos. (laughs) BPA, baby. Take Askarov and trade John Gibson to the Colorado. There you go. That's how you make it about the abs. We'll find a way to make it about the abs eventually. <laughs> it takes us a while to get there. But but how does this affect the abs? Yeah, there we go. Got to turn it, turn it Colorado style. Uh, okay, so as we're... My energy drink is kicked in. I can tell. <laughs> as we're, we're settling in on, on this new draft order who okay so obviously LA probably benefited the most here other than the first overall pick which you know clearly a team is yeah. about to jump at least eight spots well and, and Lafreniere is going to go to a good a good club 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, depending on who who falls. Like, like if that ends up Edmonton, that's a problem. I don't know. How does Edmonton even keep making room for those dudes? Well, I mean, you move out Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, I guess that's probably the reality. But, like, that's just because then it's like, oh, we don't need to put McDavid and Dreisaitl together anymore. Or we can continue to do that, and now we are truly dominant. God, that would be stupid. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Laffy. Um, I may, there might not, be enough, might not be enough pucks on the ice for that line. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Either way, on that one, <laughs> it would be would be tough. But as uh, as everyone knows, Taylor Hall now plays in Arizona. So should we just consign ourselves to that? You know. It's for, like their problem is like they're still searching down the middle. Yep. But Laugh is like such a good player. It, like the, you the, the question is we like, have that conversation of can Laffy drive your team from the wing? It's it's funny because like some people are oh why do why are people acting like he's generational? Like have you seen what this guy's done in the queue for three years? Like this <laughs> dude has been very special. And I I don't if he ends up if he ends up having a Patrick Kane esque career, and I think that's the Semi caliber of yeah. I think that's the caliber of player we're talking about here. He cha- he obviously changes whoever he goes to. You know, it I, may not happen overnight, but I think certainly by year three, year four, whatever team he's playing on is a is a yeah, it, <laughs> it's a, it's her problem. It's less that Arizona needs a center and more that they need a play driver, right? Like yeah, Phil Kessel, great goal scorer, but isn't gonna drive play for you. And, well, and, and none of those younger guys, right? None of their young core have stepped up really to be that guy. You yeah. have like a Keller that can be a fifty point guy, but yeah. They've gotten they've they've hit a home run in, in um in late rounds with Connor Garland. He's been awesome for them. Yep. But like, no offense to Connor Garland, but like if he's one of your your top guys that you're relying on, you're still not quite at the level that you need to be. Whereas if Garland becomes like your fourth best guy, now you're deep. Now you're scary. Yep. And of course, if he continues to to play the way that he has, but he's been such a revelation for them, and. I'm uh, Arizona. I, I he would be such a problem in Arizona, regardless of so even even if Barrett Hayton just ended up okay. What do you mean will end up okay? <laughs> I don't need to get into that again. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to get into the part where it feels like I disagree with everything John Chaka does, and not not because I have anything against John Chaka. I just look at his moves and I'm like, well, why are you doing this? I'm I'm a noted. Anti Barrett Hayden pick person. So anyway, I'm an honestly we could we could get an Arizona person come on here and I would be like why did he do this and we could just go down the whole list. Right. I've just I've disagreed with almost everything. <laughs> yeah, I way too much asset management, not enough team building. Anyway, sticking to the actual draft lottery itself, where it may well not be Arizona at the top. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the lottery as a whole, AJ? I okay. 
top 10, have it be just the top 10 teams, okay? okay? I think that they've done a good job of dissuading tanking because people people forget Buffalo cleaned out their NHL roster for two full years for Connor McDavid. And I think that had the league not done a, like something about it, then we would probably be talking about the same thing coming up for what's going to be happening with Shane Wright in 2022. I'd... Uh... Since you, since you brought it up, attention, attention, attention! Buffalo Sabres fire sale is on now at First Niagara Center. Everything must go. We need a goaltender. We've got goaltenders. We've got a skinny goaltender. We've got a short goaltender. We've got goaltenders. Forward, you need a forward. We've got forward. We've got Americans, Canadians, Germans, Austrians, yes, even Austrians. Get here now before. We've got little guys for sale. We've got big guys for sale. No reasonable offer refuse. How about underachievers? You've got plenty of underachievers. Buy one underachiever, get one free. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, Buffalo stripped their roster to the to the <laughs> absolute bit parts and all of it in search of Connor McDavid. And like they got Jack Eichel, which is a very good consolation prize. And obviously we we've talked so much about the Sabres. I don't want to get into it again. Yeah. So, but they, they needed to do something about taking Arizona did the same thing. Arizona, like ripped their roster to pieces in search of McDavid or Matthews. And it didn't work out for them. They ended up, <laughs> they ended up with Don Strom. Yep. And, you know, life's hard, but it's they needed to do something, I think, about the tanking. Um, and then the way that they've adjusted the odds, I'm good with the odds being that the 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 team that finished in last place only has like an eighteen percent chance to get the first pick. I'm less okay with that team having a greater than fifty percent chance to get the fourth pick because yeah. it's like. <laughs> We've seen it now three of the last four years that that 50-50 coin flip has gone against those teams. And, like, you do want to have your bad teams getting an infusion of talent so that they can turn things around and and get better. I mean, let's be honest. In the majority, the Avs have been extremely lucky to end up with Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram. Well, and certainly Kale McCarr. We like we're all acting like Bowen Byram's a made, you know, found like like this is a made man, right? Right, and that like he's okay, great. He's going to be an all star. He's going to be a very good NHL player. We have all the faith in the world. Bowen Byram can end up being Thomas Hickey still. Absolutely, uh, that, so, and that's the point I'm trying to get at here. In the vast majority of of draft years, I would say there's just usually a big gap after one and two. Sometimes it's one, two, and three. And then you'll see a significant drop off to the fourth pick. The Makar Pedersen year is very much an outlier. Is yeah. There. Well, and it was it was an outlier the year that it happened because he sure was a guy that was like was like a preseason twentieth overall Super or whatever late riser that like that went all the way for the season. Yeah. So. Like everything about 2017 was not something that you can be like, oh, well, the Avs got fourth and it was fine. Like the Avs got lucky. Yep. The Avs, the Avs got lucky with being unlucky. Yep. And it just worked out for them that one time. And then, let's be real, it didn't matter who they took last year. 
They could have taken they could have taken Zegras. They could have taken Cousins. They could have taken whatever, and we'd still be sitting here saying, oh, the ads got that guy. That fourth was a luxury pick Yeah, at the end of the day. And I'm just – let me pull up a couple of older drafts here, and we can take a look at the difference. 2008. First overall pick, Steven Stamkos. Second overall pick, Drew Doughty. Third, Zach Bogosian. And that was a bit of a surprise at the time. Yeah, and granted, fourth ended up being Alex Petrangelo. But even with someone like Petrangelo compared to Dowdy and Stamkos, yeah, there's a bit of a drop there, just from their 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 primes. Two thousand nine, first overall pick, AJ's favorite hockey player. Second, oh, that was a great pick. draft though. But even in this great draft, second overall pick Victor Hedman, third overall pick Matt Duchesne, and Matt Duchesne is not in the same category. That's I mean that's honestly like that's a top that's one of the better top fours that we will get to if we're gonna go through sure however many years because fourth was a Vander Kane. Yeah, right. Even even fifth at Braden Shen was like, okay, this is a pretty good draft. But, but even with that being a good draft, the difference between one and four. Yeah, I mean the, the difference between Trader Swine and Vander Kane is pretty yeah. significant. Uh, definitely. 2010, Hall and Sagan go one, two. Third, Eric Goodbranson. Yeah, they fourth, reached on him too. Fourth, Ryan Johansson. Yeah. Fifth, Nino Niederreiter. Like a collection of solid NHLers right. there. But no Taylor Halls. Right. One dude in that draft has an MVP. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah. Yeah. Good. Yep, yeah, fair enough. So, point being you're taking the worst teams in the league and you're knocking them down a tier in talent available to them in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but it's been the teams that have been hopping up in front. Look at Philadelphia had Nolan Patrick worked out, right? Look at Dallas getting Miro Haskin in. Look at uh, Carolina getting Svechnikov and Chicago getting Doc. Like, that like those teams didn't bottom out. Those right. are teams that did not have to go through the the painful ripping of the franchise to the studs and rebuilding. They got star caliber players. You're looking at teams that are worst, at worst in the Calgary zone, right? Like those were those were teams that were. Uh, I think all of those teams put up some like eighty point seasons, yep, uh, to some degree. And it's like those are not bad hockey clubs. And the thing is, is when those are those are the teams that are getting those those high, high, high picks. Look at, I mean, look at Buffalo is picked eighth like a bunch of times now, and they just get buried at eighth, right? Because they keep dropping. You look at uh, Detroit, a great example. Detroit hasn't been very good either, and that has pushed them into the bottom half of the top ten multiple times. And they, you end up with Philip Zadina instead of Sveshnikov. Right, or you end up with Mort Sider instead of uh, Bowen Byram, which maybe that ends up being a better thing. You end up with Michael Rasmussen instead of Elias Pettersson. Yep. You know, I think that was the same draft year. I believe so. So, you know, like there's 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 a huge difference there where, oh, no, I got the eighth pick instead of the fifth pick or whatever. Like, yeah, it could be a big difference. It's not just one to four, but it's also the four to seven drops. Yep. Exactly. You look at last year, uh, you look at the Kings. They finished second 
And they end up with Alex Turcott, who, you know, a, a year down the road, you have to be a little concerned about that. A little concerned about that pick because he got hurt again, which was the big knock on him coming yep. out of the DP was staying stay healthy. healthy. He had a nice year at Wisconsin, but like God could not stay healthy. And like, you have to be a little worried about him continuing on the pro hockey. And the difference between that, between, you know, New Jersey and, and the Rangers, they got disappointing rookie years out of Hughes and Kako. But do you think they would trade any of those guys for any of the guys taken after him right now? Not a chance. You think you think they would be like, oh, we'll take Bowen Byram or we'll take Kirby Doc. The only team that I could see maybe changing that decision would be Chicago, and that's just because they they desperately need defense, and that would be the only reason. Yeah. Well, at least in Detroit's case, you will be able to see them out on the golf course. So if you want to head up the golf course, at least digitally, WGT Golf is the game for you. It's loved by more than 20 million players around the world. And if you want to join the DNVR fam, go on over to dnvrgolf.com to download. And be sure to search for DNVR2, our second clubhouse. We did have a big clubhouse versus clubhouse event over the weekend. I streamed my nine holes, and let me tell you, it did not go well. I like I went into it and I was like hoping to keep my score under 300, which maybe would have put me at the bottom of the leaderboard. And I just I ended up putting in the water in multiple holes and it did not go well. So, well, we have the um, name to be determined. But a celebration of July 4th weekend this weekend, we're having an 18 hole tournament and because we're celebrating freedom and. Bald eagles are a, you know, what is yeah. it like our, our national bird or something? Naturally. Um, if you get an eagle, you're going to get a special prize. There you go. So shoot for an eagle this weekend. Apparently, we have Sean K, who finished third over the weekend. There we go. Carry the team. I don't know. Were you on DNVR1 or DNVR2? Because if you're on DNVR1, represent. If you're on DNVR2, you and AJ can get out. Uh, either That's way. Beautiful. <laughs> WGT golf. Yeah, what's up? Two represent. Oh, killing me, killing me. Uh, DNVRGolf.com so to download. Be sure to play along. Obviously, we're all having a ton of fun with it here. Um, we also, though, if you want to bet on real golf, have DraftKings Sportsbook as well, who has a ton of My awesome man. action going on. We have some DraftKings pick of the weeks here. First of all. Mine is any pitcher in the MLB, anyone, any single pitcher throws a no hitter during this shortened season plus 350. So you put down 10 bucks, you can win $35 for any pitcher in the league to throw a no hitter. I think that one is an easy slam dunk. AJ, AJ took the, uh, took the other side of the bat the ball here he's going for the batters here Mm -hmm. i tried to convince him to take arenado but he wouldn't do it it's true (laughs) i uh i'm not uh, in a 60 game sample not knowing what the schedule looks like not knowing how balanced it is home road what the road one looks like knowing that it's going to be heavy on division games and him having to go through uh, Chavez Ravine and uh, uh, San Francisco and San Diego. I don't want to mess with uh, Arenado's home run totals because um, he's going to be playing in more pitcher parks. And so I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with Bryce Harper. Yeah. Especially because he's going to play for sure 
uh, a bunch of games in 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 stadiums where he's total band boxes. Yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the short right fields uh, to his advantage, and he's turned himself into a home run hitter and not a guy that does a little bit of everything because he apparently got super into the analytics and was like, I'm going to go for home runs only. And for the record, Bryce Harper is plus 650 to lead the National League in home runs. So if it does work out, you get a good amount of good amount of cash coming back on the Bryce Harper pick from AJ. Honestly, just throw down 20 bucks on on whatever I say every week and then let me know how much I owe you at the end of the year. Hey, <laughs> get one right eventually and it'll make up for all of the Right, loss. it'll it'll pay for it. <laughs> That's all gambling right. though, right? Exactly right. If you it's like baseball, you hit 300 and you're like I'm I'm elite uh, yeah. in gambling. It's like you hit 200 and you pay for the other 80. Exactly. There you go. So that's that's the strategy over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Those are our DraftKings picks of the week. Be sure to get in on their $1,000 sign-up bonus while you still can. Use code DNVR when you sign up, and you can get that bonus. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Talking about the lottery limbo that the NHL has left everybody in. So what's what's next? If you're a team in the play-in round, do you even think about this? Is this even I'm not saying tank on intentionally or, or anything, but from a no. from a media perspective, what's it what is your take on the first overall pick being up for grabs? It's a it's a dope potential consolation prize if you lose the qualifying round. Okay. That's it. Because you could go through any single one of those teams. Excuse me, as I have the hiccup ups. <laughs> you go through any one of those teams and like the impact that laugh has on them is is it varies, right? Sure. Like Toronto, it's more of the same. Maybe yep. maybe the least impact for Toronto. Um oh, immediate impact, maybe fallout. You never know what a player's, yeah. But, you know, he, a guy, a a star like that landing in Columbus next to Pierre-Luc Dubois long-term. Yep. Could be huge for them. Um, You know, obviously him landing next to Matt Parzal with the Islanders. Him ending up in Minnesota to have the kind of star power they've only ever had with Marianne Gabryk. Like, that could be, that could be totally... Insane are, for the wild. That could be franchise changing for them. There are places where he becomes the face of the franchise almost immediately. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he go to his hometown, Montreal. Yep. And even though they're looking for a center, like that's a, that's a team that I think people sleep on. Like, I think the Habs have a lot of just solid players. And like, that's the, it's really like, okay, well, if they get great goaltending and when you're paying $10 million to a goaltender, you freaking should. Yep. But like he could really elevate them and they have a really interesting farm system. Just tons of guys that are, that are really interesting. So yep. he could, he could vault them into something special. Um, and, and, you know, 
What if he lands in Vancouver next to Pedersen with Quinn Hughes? Like that, that, and Brock Besser and Bo Horvat. Like that takes Vancouver and it puts them into Colorado's league of, oh my God, these guys are scary. And this is what we were talking about. And why you want to limit the the lottery to the top, the worst right. 10 teams, because this is what can happen is you can take a borderline team and make them great if they win this. Yeah. I, I You look at what happens if Edmonton seriously, like what happens yeah. if he lands in Edmonton? I'm, good Lord, man. At what point do you just say we don't need defenders? <laughs> what happens if he does land in Chicago where they've got Taves and Kane and Debrincat and yeah. Doc? and then laugh to, to build around. Not to mention that they just had a rookie who had a 30-goal season that nobody wants to talk about because it was a historic class for defensemen. <laughs> like, Chicago quietly is building, like, something a little scary out there. And that's that's not even including the possibility that Dylan Strom or Alex Nylander actually turn into, like, good NHL players. Yep. It's... They could be such a huge, huge benefactor if they you add Lafreniere into what Chicago's doing, and it's just like we had fun. We had we had a fun like three years dunking on them being terrible, but now it's like they turned it around pretty quick. Yeah, we'll we'll have to listen to more of this Jonathan Taves for the Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, well, they still have a big question mark and goal, in my opinion. But yeah, sure. But I mean them. Like wherever they end up, they end they end up picking like 10, 11, 12. We're talking Askarov. Sure. They pick first, we're talking laugh. And you're like the the, the difference there. I'm watching Patrick Kane dominate the central division from the wing for a decade, and then that then it's like, cool, here's another decade of that with Lafreniere. Not great. Or, I mean, good God, he lands in Nashville and yeah, all the work that they've done. I didn't next- even want to bring that up because that would just be the nightmare scenario, right? Like, <laughs> like that's how you awaken a sleeping giant. Yep. And I don't want them to win either. I don't want Nashville to – I want to uh, – I don't even want to take that chance, man. Yep. Because I don't, I don't want to see them in the playoffs because they're scary, and I don't want them to win the lottery because they'd be – Yeah, you – the Avs need to not get that fourth seed and then Nashville can win the play in round and lose to St. Louis or whatever. Yeah. Man, how nice is it now that Dallas ended up in that spot? Because we don't have to worry about that either. Yep. We'd like, there are three central teams in the seating and it's like, suddenly it's like, okay, well, this is kind of nice. <laughs> won't have to play them in round one. Yeah. Honestly, I just, just don't land out, out West. Yeah. Colorado's actually been lucky with that because, you know, Hughes and Kako both go out east. Um, I guess it ended up not being as big a deal as we thought, but Heesher and Patrick end up out east, and they only get Haskin and a Doc, who, of course, come in division. But then even the Darlene draft, you know, all those guys went out east. Nope. It's just the one central team that always seems to jump up. <laughs> yeah. That has me scared here. <laughs> well, and it was Winnipeg's. It was Winnipeg's draw that won the the yep. one that won that lotto spot. So yep. it, it's the history held. Yep, <laughs> it was a central team that jumped up, but now they might get uh, they might get worked out of it. Which please let that be the case. Mm-hmm. I already told. I already told Z. She's, she's not bringing a laugh with Winnipeg Jets jersey across that border. <laughs> not gonna allow it. 
Custom yeah. is going to claim that one. Not okay with it. All right. Well, closing up the show today, AJ, any, any final thoughts on this draft lottery stuff and can we fix it? Is it fixable? Yeah. Just some tweaks. Honestly, just not a major overhaul, just some, the same kind of tweaks that they made to try and dissuade the tanking where it was like, Oh, we don't need to make a ton of changes. We just need to change a few things here and there. Okay. Keep it simple. Stupid. Got it. Yeah. Like just tweak the odds a little bit. So that the, the teams who are at the bottom are actually getting a better chance. Cause it's like you go through the misery of a last place season or a close to last place season. You have like a 30% chance for top three pick. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I, it doesn't need to be this bad, you know. Like the NBA turned it into total chaos because yeah, that's just madness. They had teams like you know Philadelphia was like, yeah. <laughs> "Hey, we're going to spend five years doing this because it's just you have to have a super." But that's the NBA where you have to have a superstar yeah. to be any to be worth a damn. Yeah. And in the NHL, you could if you have t- if you have four top five picks in the NHL, you better have a really good team. You better build something good around them. Agreed. Excuse me. Well, on that anyway. note, so, you know, when it comes to the NHL draft, draft lottery, it's a lot like manscaping. Just a little bit of trim around the edges to, to fix things up and make it look good. It doesn't take a full weed whacker down there or, or anything crazy all the time. Yeah, didn't there, wasn't there a lawnmower so... Yeah, it sold out. So it's, popular, it sold out straight for the up moment. sold out, yeah. yeah. So you can't even get the all these dudes in quarantine. We're like, well, we got to take care of this. Yeah, exactly. So at that point, look, the key here, the double secret guys, what I'm going to tell you on this one, get your lady to buy it for you. And then she'll think she helped you make it look good. Everybody wins. She'll think it looks nice. You'll think it looks nice. Everybody will think they contributed to this amazing Greek Adonis statue that you have created, whether it be below the belt, above the belt, you name it, with their trimmer, their amazing package of whether it be cologne, whether it be shave mats, whether it be deodorant, whether it be toner, and many other products as well. Get on it while you still can, and head on over to manscaped.com. Use code DNVR20 to get 20% off and free shipping. If something is sold out, they will get it back in stock soon, so just keep an eye out for the next time that trimmer is in stock. Look at that. We even have 3.0 is amazing. The new trimmer, confirmed, legit. We're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, as always, for listening. Much appreciated to all of our live viewers and to those of you listening to the audio after the fact. We will be back tomorrow with another episode, and then I believe we have an interview on Wednesday. We'll see what we have planned for the rest of the week. Until then, goodbye. The NPR Avalanche with Hayfalee.